and to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Culture Insanity. I believe we are here live with episode number 11, if I can remember correctly. And we got a little bit of buzzing to uh, get Pastor Monty's audio in and technical difficulties. Bear with us. Um, But yeah, welcome back to the show. As you can obviously see right away, we got a little bit of a new setup here, a little bit of a new angle. We're just testing things out. Yeah, you know playing around with things we got a phone pastor monty in so rather than break our necks to converse to have a conversation with him you know he's right in front of us now um but yeah welcome back to the show um i had said i had said before before we went live that i wanted to try and keep us at 30 minutes but i've also said that before as josh pointed out so that might be just a pipe dream um you know, you know how these things go. When you get to talking, you gotta let the conversation organically go, um, while at the same time trying to keep a, a schedule for things. So, uh, yeah. And as Pastor Monty mentioned before we went on air, sometimes people's attention spans aren't aren't all there. So you gotta you gotta be mindful of that as well. But, anyways, here we are. Here we are, still in lockdown, still in quarantine. For future listeners, we are. Gosh, what is it now? It's like a like a month and a half two months i can't even remember when this all started it feels like forever ago oh it hasn't been that long it has it's been roughly it's it's a little under um a month really the like the shelter in place yeah the shelter in place has only been uh a little over two weeks gosh what is it now it's like a it's like a month and a half two months weird what that's weird Uh, yeah, anyways, future listeners, we are in the middle of a, a global pandemic, so we are sheltering in place. We're recording live still here from our little studio, but we're having to phone in one-third of our of our um, hosts. Um, so here we are. We're still alive. We're still kicking. Pastor, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just peachy. <laughs> just peachy, not going out much. Um, yeah. Anyway, so just a couple things on our docket today. Uh, we're going to talking about Disney Plus and their their uh, their tendencies, I guess, <laughs> um, wow. their habits, uh, what's going on with them, um, and maybe we'll dip into a little bit of Doctor Phil and Doctor Oz. And we lost Pastor Monty there for a second. Yeah, we'll get him back. But so Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz have spoken up about about the COVID nineteen, the coronavirus, the pandemic, as I mentioned. Um, so you got all these personalities. Doctor last week it there was we are. we got him back. Last week it was Dr. Drew. Um, this week uh Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz are making the headlines for, you know, what they're suggesting or saying about what's true or not true or what we should be doing or shouldn't be doing as a, as a country, as a world, how we should be responding. So if there's time, we'll get into that. But the more interesting thing, in my opinion, to sort of break up COVID-19 monotony in our show, um, it has to do with Disney plus. Um, 
so oh keep losing keep losing pastor monty yeah the internet doesn't seem to be great this morning yeah it's been really it's been really tough for streaming uh you know recently just because of i think everybody's just streaming all the time so but we'll get him back yeah um we'll get him back bear with us but anyways so disney plus has made the 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 news this week the the headlines the, the viral headlines because of what they uh what they've been doing with some of their content and not not new content necessarily but content of old so recently someone found out through their viewing pleasures because we're all stuck indoors and we're all streaming and watching more more now than ever probably but um, recently, f- someone found out that the movie Splash, 1984, Tom Hanks' movie Splash, which I don't even know what that movie is. I don't what? Know what it's, about. it's a classic. I've never seen it. <laughs> Pastor, do you have you seen the movie Splash? Mm, Tom Hanks sound familiar. It's the movie where you get to see Daryl Hannah's behind, or you don't. Aha! Was that <laughs> see what I was did that there? one about? What was it? Was that the one about the mermaid? Yeah, yes, so. Tom Hanks uh, dates a mermaid. Yep, that's the uh, one. yeah. That's that's why I didn't see it because chick flick. I don't do chick flick. <laughs> because it has oh, a okay. mermaid. It's a chick flick. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so Disney Plus is in the headlines because of what they are doing, not just with that movie, but potentially other things as well. So the long and short of it is in this movie Splash, this guy is what, falling in love with the mermaid? Mm-hmm. Again, chick I've never seen it. Because it has oh, a mermaid. Okay. What? Okay. It's a chick All right. We're, uh... <laughs> Anyways, so Disney we Plus is keep, in the We just keep having uh, technical issues here. I'm working on it. Not just with that movie. Okay. So. He falls in love with the mermaid? Is it... He falls in love with the mermaid. Well, the thing is, not to spoil it, but. Or she, two. <laughs> she saved his life when they were kids. He was on, like, I think the Staten Island Ferry or something, and he okay. falls off. She saves his life, and then she has been, like, pining for him ever since, you know, because he's such a great guy. And so then he grows up, and then they reconnect to each other. That's... And... Yeah, literally. Um, it's actually really... Uh, <laughs> it's actually, like, when I say they reconnect to each other, I mean it's, like, kind of hot and heavy. Like, right out the gate, when she becomes human, they, like... It implies they have sex in the elevator within, like, maybe an hour of them meeting each other. Yeah, and so that's... that's so, she, so she becomes human? Y- yeah. Like, she gets legs and everything? Yeah, she gets legs and other things. Yeah. And- oh, so it's kind of like uh, <laughs> It's kind of like a, uh, a, a come-to-life version of... Uh, the uh, Little Mermaid? Well, yeah, interestingly enough... So I think, yeah, Splash was owned by Disney, and they, there's a whole thing about it where it came out, uh, um, the Little Mermaid, they were going to make her hair blonde, the original Little Mermaid. They were going to make her hair blonde, but they wanted to distance mm-hmm. Ariel from the depiction of Little Mermaid. Maybe so, I'm wrong about them being owned, but they came out approximately the same time. So I think they Splash made the came same out movie, one before. for adults and okay. one for kids. Yeah, <laughs> one where the romance gets hot and heavy, and one where there's just some hit songs and cool animation. Well, I just gotta say, Tom Hanks is no prince. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but 
<laughs> I don't know what you're saying, but anyways, back to the story. So the movie Splash. Guy falls in love with the mermaid and vice versa. But the reason why Disney Plus is in the is in the whatever the news is because of what they're doing to it. So they've taken a scene in the movie, and the movie was originally rated PG, somewhat probably controversially in post. Um, but was rated PG at the time. Again, this is in 1984. Things are different. Standards are different. How people, you know, consume things is different and interpret things is different. But movies rated PG at the time. And there's a scene in it um, where, you know, the mermaid and, and Tom, <laughs> Daryl Hannah plays the mermaid. They, you know, they do a kiss and then she runs off back into the ocean. Uh, and in the original movie... Her like butt is seen. Uh, her naked butt is seen as she runs back. Yeah, in the her hair her hair goes uh, down to the like the navel of the back. Yeah, but in this, new... I, have, I have distinct prepubescent memories about this, <laughs> which I'm sure that's how it was discovered, right? Yeah, it's like a classic, and people you know remembered, and they Maybe. were like, "What? That's on Disney Plus." Yeah, but anyway, so this new version, which is on Disney Plus, has the same scene, but they've digitally added. Um, hair, like her hair that that covers her naked butt, so her hair doesn't just go to the lower back, it goes, you know, all the way down so you can't see anything, and so uh, that's sort of a, a controversial move on, on Disney's part. Obviously, Disney Plus is, you know, this family-oriented streaming service. Um, I think Disney, Disney also owns Hulu, right? Yeah, well, they own 66% so, of Hulu. So what's controversial? The fact – well, we're getting there. The fact that they are – this writer of the article – I don't know if you want to post the article. I'm comments. trying to. It keeps – every time I try yeah. to do something, it drops Pastor Monty's feed. So jo Joshua – But we'll get, see. Joshua tried to get the article on the Facebook comments. But the writer of the article on The Verge um, labels to. it, it – keeps every time I try yeah. to do something, it drops Pastor Monty's he, feed. <laughs> he's trying to talk over our echoes. He labels it memory holing. Memory holing, so taking original, you know, original content, and then you know, what is it? 1984. It's 2020, so it's 36 years later. 36 years later, altering it so that it's something different. And albeit, it's not a major like plot point. It's not a major plot point, <laughs> as Josh mentioned. It might right. be a major significant point for some people who viewed the movie sure. and was a seminal moment in there. You know, it was definitely a seminal moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so they've taken this thing and they've they've altered it, and so it's controversial because it's it it could be implications of a, a greater problem in the future, right? You you have this you have this. Um, small detail but um if left unchecked like what does that mean and so that's the basis of our of our you know discussion for this but let me read uh let me read a little a couple of excerpts from the article and again josh will get the thing on the comments and i, I got one so. i got an article it's, it's it, there's actually lots of articles about it but this one's from the la times okay okay so in the article that i pulled from um it it cites uh, a simpsons producer also james brooke and he announced that um, – I'll just read it. Future syndication packages, streaming, and future DVD releases will not include, um, for example, an episode yeah. from season three uh, called Stark Raving Dad. That episode had Michael Jackson in it, I think. Happy birthday, Lisa. Okay. 
I don't know The Simpsons too well. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, and and that was that was pulled or that was altered because of you know in recent in light of recent. Not recent allegations, but the reemergence of allegations right. um, of Michael Jackson in the last, you know, whatever it was, six months, and so he said that you know DVD packages and streaming episode, uh, streaming you know seasons of that won't have that episode. So the same thing's kind of going on across the board. This happens to be a Disney-owned property as well, Fox, 20th Century Fox. But um, and the producer says. Um, that they have no problems erasing that episode. And he says, this is our book and we're allowed to take out a chapter. Um, and then it says in the article, as physical media gives way to streaming, large corporations have a greater and greater control over what we can and cannot see. Um, this gives them unprecedented power to disappear bothersome work, as it's put. And that's right. interesting. Whether we agree with a particular instance of memory holding or not, this practice is deeply troubling. It's history even more so. Um, it, it's history altering. Um, and then there, the, the author of the article cites an example of how you can accomplish the same thing but not, not um, alter, like, the history of things. And, and we've talked about on this show before, like, history – is educational and it's in our it's to our benefit that things remain even heinous things so that we you know can learn from those things and i think we talked about it i can't remember if it was in season one or season two but when like statues and stuff were being pulled down around yeah. the world mm -hmm. um we talked about the significance of that of people you know pulling or 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 destroying like historical statues and even even statues of like bad people or representing bad things because those things were were raised those things were erected so that we know where we come from as a as a as a world as a people um and so there's there's real significance and importance to keeping history um uh intact and not you know not taking it down or not altering it because we, you know, are offended by it or don't like what it represents or, you know, we want to, you know, be sensitive to this or that. But anyway, so uh, an example was used from the author of the article of how you can, you can be, you know, sensitive to your audiences here in 2020, but while keeping, you know, the original content the same. And he cites Tom and Jerry and how Warner Brothers – released you know dvds and stuff or home videos of you know tom and jerry back in 2014 but um they they put like a uh, disclaimer like a disclaimer before the episodes and you know just so you know like a, here here's the context of this episode so that when people saw it and obviously tom and jerry is a, a really old show i don't even know when tom and jerry first you know first started or first got 50s big, but, i want to say yes yeah, like many many decades ago so as we know things were different I grew up with tom and jerry you grew up with it? Yeah. Yeah. So an example of how to accomplish this in a in the positive is, you know, you can you can do this, you can you can, you know, show. I don't let know people know or you can be you know. sensitive to your new audiences, but just throw a disclaimer in there. That way people have the option or the choice or God forbid parents can come alongside their kids and debrief things as they're watching them instead of just right. planting them in front of Splash where they'll see Dara Hanna's naked butt or something like that, right. you know? Um, so Warner Brothers did it that way, and, and, and the, the author of the articles, you know, credits them for that. 
Um, and he says, history can't be erased, but people can learn from it. And, and that's to the point, again, I was just making. But the question that I just want to ask and talk about is, like, is there bigger implications of, of, of what this could mean if if we take this even just one or two steps further? Like, we... And, you know, it was a big thing when Star Wars, that was a big thing, too. Like, uh, you know, Han and Greedo, who shot first? Right. For the original viewers and the original audience, Han Solo shot first. And it was like a controversial thing. A lot of people thought it was a cool thing. Here's got this kind of scoundrel guy, not, a shoot, not afraid to shoot first. And it's yep. kind of the appeal to Han Solo. He's just kind of bad boy type thing. But George Lucas re-released, when he re-released it, um, A New Hope, the first Star Wars movie, or the fourth Star Wars movie, depending on how you view it, he... He altered it. He digitally made it so Greedo shot first, so Han Solo is now justified. So now Han Solo's a, a good guy. He was defending himself. And it really it's, – it's a significant thing because it changes, you know, like who he is as a person potentially or how we're supposed to interpret him as a, as a character and, and, and stuff like that. But anyways – do you guys think there's bigger implications to what this could mean if we continue on this path, if Disney continues on this path? And obviously Disney is hugely influential, and obviously Disney is, is owns a lot and has Fox huge, is Disney, Star Wars is Disney, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, has huge clout. Yeah, Marvel is Disney. But is, is there bigger implications, like, um, of what – of of how they can be doing that? Again, the term there the author used is memory holing. I like it. So it's, you know – going into people's recollection of things and you know removing or altering and and now future generations that's what they'll know from this thing like do you think that it's significant and like we should um we should like be on the lookout for it and what that what it could mean for future generations what do you guys think i think disney's been doing this forever i think that they have taken stories that are They've their specialty is taking stories and adjusting them. So why wouldn't they do that with the material that they now own? Hmm. That's that's how I feel. I I don't feel like that's significant to to Disney. Um, and like you you like you noted Star Wars, but you also have to remember like he like George Lucas. He wasn't um, he wasn't just picking on the. Han and Greedo thing. He he also you know he added creatures. Yeah, and made Job of the Hut. You know, uh, he retroactively made Job of the Hut in the first movie. And you know, there's like a whole bunch of things that that happened. Um, so I like it's par for the course with Disney. That's that's what I would say about that. I so you're just saying don't 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 think this is something new. This is what they've been doing for decades, even. Yeah. I, well, we talked about the Little Mermaid earlier. The Little Mermaid you know, in the actual story dies and turns into sea foam. <laughs> like when you see sea foam, that's the little mermaid in the original story. I think like, and she like had to walk on like pins and needles. Like her legs were always hurting her and stuff. Um, and that's kind of the case in a lot of like the, the Hans Christian Anderson stories. Disney takes those things and it rewrites the history of them and makes that the current cultural thing. And we're constantly dealing with reboots, you know, all the time. Um, and so, you know, it it doesn't, to me, it's not anything that Disney hasn't done. I don't necessarily have a problem with revisions. Um, but I do think that, I do think it's important to celebrate where we've come from and to have versions of those too. So, you know, you could have the, uh, the PG 13 version 
or whatever. <laughs> you know, the celebrated, what do they call them? The uh, director's cut with with extra, with, you know, six inches of extra Daryl Hannah or something. I don't know. You know, um, James noted in our common thread that, uh, you know, PG-13 didn't exist back then. Yeah, it was actually, but it did exist that year, just a few months later. I read that. Yeah. When uh, Heidi was released, it was like May, and PG-13 was introduced in the MPAA like in July or something. Right. Heidi Parker uh, is saying that they sh- – or asking should they label their movies version 2.0. See, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with them being you know, the PG version, PG-13 version. We've been doing it with television for a very long time, right, when movies are – when movies are um, edited to fit the format of your screen and edited for content is what they say, right? So, like, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't know. Are we paying Disney to release unedited things? Is that the is is that an unrealistic expectation? You know, should we expect as as Disney Plus um, subscribers, I'm you know I'm a Disney Plus subscriber. Um, should we expect it as Disney Plus subscribers that we have access to the full vaulted material, or you know, like like do we have a right to that? Is it entitled? I mean, well, that's the whole issue, isn't it? The because what you're really dealing with is you're dealing with a relationship between um, you know the uh, those who manufacture the product and the consumer and part of the agreement when you're a consumer is that you have to take what is given and you're really not in a position to demand any more than the manufacturer is going to provide it's uh you know if you go back and you look at the history of of media uh, the movies in particular going way back Okay, we lost Pastor Monty again. Hold on. I don't know why, but uh, we'll get him back. I wonder if he knows. Let's ask him. Let's see. It'll call here in a second, and it'll see if he keeps talking. Really having issue this morning, huh? (laughs) Okay, so Uh, you do know that we lost you. Okay, so you left off with uh, media and movies. Right. So if you go back into the night into the 1918 and then forward for silent movies uh, forward, media executives understood even back as the industry was developing that they had a tremendous amount of influence on society. And so they were taking a lead in in trying to influence society in a surreptitious manner. So as media progressed, um, then they they became less surreptitious in how it is that they were trying to manipulate and change society with the types of movies uh, that were being made and the types of uh, then when television came into line, television programs that were being offered. Now they're just plain overt. They just outright say that you know that 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 it, they believe that it is part of their job in order to guide society and to influence society in particular directions. So that's the reason why nowadays when you, uh, when you uh, watch sitcoms or you watch various programs, you know, uh, the, uh, 
the way of the world with LGBT and, and all that type of stuff is in your face because they sure. feel that's their business to do that. They're also right on the coattails of certain uh, trends which are uh, which we see in society. For example, the revisionist trend where you have people seeking to rewrite history in order to reflect their particular bias. So what we see happening doesn't surprise me, but to your question, Josh, I, I really believe that, that as a consumer, the only power that you have when a manufacturer presents something is whether you like it or you don't. And if you like it, you buy it. Yeah. And if you don't, then you have to say, well, it's outside of my, it's outside of my purview to influence the fact that they've changed the design of something. Uh, that, that, that would be my take on it. Yeah, I mean, I, would, I think I would agree. Like, you, the, yeah, the only thing you have a right to is Disney says or whoever says this is the service or the good that I can provide and this is what I will provide. And you say, yeah, I like that. And then, you, you know, you, your agreement is in that. Now, if they say that and then, you know, they change it along the way and that, then I think you have a right to be like upset about it. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Disney says they offer. Do they say they offer like all original, whatever, un, untainted, unrevised? Like, I don't, like, I'm sure that's not the wording. Well, I know like Disney um, plus is offering in their you know, streaming service. But when you watch like, uh, like I was watching the Mickey mouse club, don't ask me, but I, <laughs> I watched the Mickey mouse club, you know, and at the beginning of the Mickey mouse club, the very first episode, uh, you know, it says like this presents cultural opinions that are no longer acceptable, mm. and so, so on and so forth. Kind of and so they do do that um, with some of their stuff. Probably stuff they can't digitally alter. Um, right. Uh, John Parker. M I C. Okay. John Parker asks. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Wow. Oh. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. For, or he says, I can't wait for the job of the hut. To be redone so that we aren't fat shaming others. Ah, it's a good point. Yeah, and so my question is what I'm getting at is like, so I think predominantly we're talking about visuals, right? Like uh, the Daryl Hannah thing, you know, it's so you can't see her butt. Uh, the the Star Wars thing, it's you know adding creatures and making things more visually appealing because you know technology wasn't by George Lucas's own admission like it wasn't what it could have been and you know episode, you see that with like uh the the prequel trilogy it's like a far cry in terms of like the visual effects of what it was even though like at the time like in the 70s and early 80s like visually well, no, what he was doing with models and stuff was like crazy and that's why right. yeah why absolutely it was you know, um, when star wars was made all of the original all of the cgi and all that stuff it didn't exist so yeah. when you go back and you look at how, for example, they originally made, well, Star Wars, Star Trek, all of them. I mean, they've got these really cool models and they've got you know, things on, they've got uh, things on uh, a fishing line mm -hmm. and, and uh, they're using camera angles and it's, it's actually quite an art. Yeah, yeah no, of course. No doubt about it. But... I imagine it was like 
probably really amazing to you to see the growth from you know from silent movies to yeah. models to get mm-hmm. a television in your home for the first time black and white yeah, that's you know, sound they're to, going to yeah. speakies going to speakies that's for one the of first the beauties time. of being old yeah and visual yeah, effects with models to now on computers and yeah. uh, used to be uh, drawings page by page it used to, to be animation when you were a kid a computer. when you were a kid they'd take you into a dark cave and they would uh, light a fire and then like paint on puppets, the walls right or do hand puppets yeah. Don't don't make fun of hand puppets. That's a skill right there. <laughs> Truth. Anyways, uh, so to my Don, point. So John Sackwich and I were uh, talking uh, the other day, and, and uh, we were talking about that very thing, that you young punks, you don't have any history. But us old boys, we got history. All right, all right. So I want to ask okay, a question. But, but before you, <laughs> there's a great scene. There's a great scene in Reign of Fire. You know what the, I'm talking about? Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale movie? Where they're redoing their... It's, oh, yeah. Post- they're in, they're to the kids. Yes. Yeah. They're doing Star Wars mm-hmm. for the kids, and mm-hmm. they're, they're doing, like, shadows and voices and so on and so forth. Anyway, that's... campfire stories. That's what it reminds me of. Go ahead, Adam. <laughs> uh, so it's been predominantly, like, visual alterations, which, you know, sure, I guess can be harmless, right? But... What if it's now they're they're rewriting dialogue and to where it's completely like changing the fabric of the movie because a piece of dialogue is offensive or you know like is it could it get to that point like now as you as you made the point earlier you know the media and movies and music they are they are overt and they're unapologetic about the fact that they believe they have a responsibility to inform the culture and to shape the culture and to guide right. the culture so in this revisionist um uh whatever attitude um could it go there because they're they're messing with things visually now we throw in a piece of dialogue that never existed all these different well, especially things especially with you deep have fakes deep deep fakes and now they're able to do stuff with holograms and cgi and you can you can put words into people's mouth you can represent people in a way that if they were alive maybe they never would have rep- been want wanted to have been represented that way like is it is it indicative of something greater is is what i want to get at like and you know you know we're not we're not paranoid people but we also want to keep our eyes open and our ears on like is it a step in a direction of something greater in terms of the ideology and and reshaping history because you know a cult the culture back then it doesn't represent the culture now and so on and so forth like that's what i just that's what i'm getting at do you think that there's no absolutely there's and i would agree in that exactly that's Concerned. exactly where we're headed um but you know what that means that if you get, if you like the original stuff, you better keep your VHS tapes. Nowadays, it'd be what? DVDs. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it's DVDs yeah. was like basically the last form yeah. of physical media. You yeah. know, um, here let me. Or what about the P- UMDs, the PSP little little mm. little guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, little <clears throat> let me read some of the comments because we got kind of a bunch of comments here. Okay. So thanks, let's guys. See. <laughs> Did you guys see the Elon? What? Heidi Parker says, did you guys see the Elon Musk satellites last night? Like 41 of them passed overhead. Okay, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Uh, Unless she's suggesting we put on our tinfoil hats because we're being paranoid and conspiracy theorists. Let's see here. <laughs> John er, James says, controlled by, what you, controlled by what you consume or control what you consume? Is the question or a point? Yeah, the off button. John Parker. <laughs> yeah. John Parker says, "What does surreptitious mean?" Which he misspells. Can't look it up Secret and watch food. the podcast at the same time. LOL. 
<laughs> John couldn't look it up because he was having a hell of a time spelling John, it. John, we're going to re-release. Go- he was spelling it so bad that Google wouldn't correct him. We're- <laughs> John, we're going to re-release this episode um, and not tell you, but we're going to overdub Pastor Monty with the word secretive. Uh, let's see. <laughs> James says, in a way that attempts Secretive. to avoid notice or attention secretively. Oh, James just said what it was. Uh, LU says, Disney Plus is a pay streaming service that we have the option to pay for. Way to tow the company line. John Parker says, visual effects versus CGI. I appreciate VFX over scenes created on a computer. And the thing that the thing with Splash, the scene isn't sexual. I would beg to differ what? with you. She like gives him a passionate kiss before the she runs scene, into the ocean. The scene isn't sexual; it's biological. <laughs> it's both. Um, that is a very Darwinian way of looking at it. She's a female <laughs> and has a butt. Where does the protection from the media company stop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Heidi Parker. Oh, I, hope, I hope a female. No, that's John Parker. Oh, Heidi Parker says for the internet being bad. Oh, because the satellites are flying overhead. Got it. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, you know, maybe it's a solar flare. Um, what I was going to say is I think this conversation actually could have been uh, – could even go into the realm of uh, I think about revision in books, right? Yes. You have abridged versions. You have um, – which is essentially just edited for time. But then you have like uh, – you know, like – not, they don't call them version 2.0s, but they have the up- updated versions of, of books, of classics. And that's been going on for ages. Revised copies. Yeah, revised yeah. copies. That's been going on for ages. So I feel like this conversation – people are always going to revise their works. The thing that makes it difficult is more along the lines of not the ability to do so – but the ability to do so and make it seem like it's the original. Yeah. I think that's what the difficulty is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't personally well, have a problem with it if you got there. both. Yeah, I agree, Josh, but there's a difficulty there. But there's also a bright side to it. Because for because as you get older, you're going to have a conversation piece in your history where you can reflect upon, yeah, I remember when... Yeah, of course. And it makes great conversation. So I think that uh, Warner Brothers is actually really good at doing this, like what you said about Tom and Jerry, for some of the – so DC has a streaming service that's owned by Warner, and for their more classic movies, they have an introduction to the movie. Where they have a guy like come yeah. out and he'll talk about yeah. the movie and he'll be like, some of these things wouldn't, you know, were more, you know, in their day, not uh, appropriate, but you know, here they are. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that that just makes the movie more interesting because yeah. it turns it into like a museum piece. Yeah, 100% and I agree. I think uh, I've seen that before when AMC was running the James Bond films because come on, James <laughs> Bond has shifted with time dramatically mm-hmm. uh when, oh yes when amc was running the james bond films they would do that too i don't know what it's like with amazon because they're all streaming now on amazon if they have anything in front of them but um yeah you know like it, it i don't i don't have a problem with it if it's not revisionist if it's considered versions that's that's my thought process yeah well you know and i was i mean if you look at the material of cartoons today <laughs> Versus when I was growing up, I mean, Tom and Jerry, The Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny, Yosemite Sam. I mean, the, the, the stuff that was, if, if you look at that stuff, 
it would be very offensive to many people today. Right. Totally. Well, it's it's hyper violent. Yeah, and I I loved it. <laughs> Did someone say something? Uh, Joseph Jesse says, "I remember when Solo shot first. Agreed. Uh, and he says, "Watched Crocodile Dundee, and it was still really oh, yeah. funny. But don't let the PC police get a hold of it." Oh yeah. yeah. Shoot, now we need to watch Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not a knife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have a question here. Maybe we've answered it, but what recourse do future generations have when what is presented to them isn't honest or doesn't tell the full story? Pirating. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. The views expressed in this program certainly do not express the explicit. No. What I mean – so to be clear, to be clear, what I meant by that is basically archiving, mm -hmm. right, is – you never know whether you're going to be able to keep the version that you have. And so I am sure. Wasn't that... there, isn't there like a thing with Disney movies uh, where there's like all kinds of sexual things? And if you have the original yeah. copy, mm -hmm. it's like, like the Lion Whoa, King. You have that copy. Right. The Lion it's King like, spells out sex when he like lands like a, on the ground. There's like a penis Although, in the palace. What I hear it's. Maybe Little Mermaid. Yeah, or it's on the cover of the movie. Like the it's poster. phallic shaped, whatever. <laughs> it's the it, but apparently the priest has a, an erection. It has an erection. Yeah. Um, good censorship there, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the yeah, the priest has an erection during the marriage scene. Um, yeah, yeah. The Aladdin says there's all like, kinds. Aladdin all tells over. Jasmine to get naked for him. Right. Uh, supposedly, like he like whispers it real quick. Um, oh, okay, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's a oh, there's a in Rescuers. There is a one a one frame woman get it like naked in the window or something. As the Rescuers mm, are like yeah, flying by. Mm -hmm. There's stuff in uh, there's like an up the skirt thing in Who Framed Roger Rabbit with Jessica Rabbit. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean. <laughs> You know, people are people, and they're working on these films, and they're going frame by frame, and, you know, they're getting their Tyler Durden on. 100%. And it's not, it's not surprising to me that they would because, honestly, as human beings, our carnal nature, if you don't – tell me you haven't thought about the – tell me, like, tell, tell me that you haven't thought about it. I'm scared I, for this. I, I worked at a – the views presented in this program are not meant okay. to express the specific views of the I worked at fellowship. a... Hey, I said it you was your carnal nature, okay? I worked at a undisclosed movie theater, and uh, I distinctly remember... I, I never was a part of this, but I know for a fact that the they would take... Uh, they would take, like, nudity clips, like, one-framed clips out of I allegedly know for a fact that they would take nudity <laughs> clips out of movies cuz you know you've got like 16 frames per second or something I can't remember what it is yeah. maybe it's longer uh it's been a long time back when they had frames and it wasn't digital uh and they would take them out and then string them to <laughs> string them, them together or they would take you know things and splice them into things yeah. just to see what they could get away with oh, um get, yeah like she said to get their Tyler Durden on <laughs> Joseph Jesse says I'm scared about what Josh is going to say <laughs> i've worked at a both, man <laughs> i'm just saying people are for lack of a better way of putting it clever with their carnality 
Um, I'm not saying people should do that, and I myself didn't participate in that, but I know that it was happening, and it was enough that Chuck Palahniuk, you know, you know, in his in the film version at least, you know, that was something that they did. Uh, people did do that with things that aren't even sexual, like in The Exorcist, they would they they spliced in uh, clips of uh, a demon. It wasn't it wasn't an actual demon, but you know, like a picture that would like scare people more. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me uh, that people would do that in Disney films when they're looking at boring children's did things you, all day. Yeah. Did you laugh people about are naughty and they're bored when they're making these things? And yeah, that's stuck in it, a room on a computer. That's or, what it is, or whatever, and they're, and they're like. like this would be funny. <laughs> Look what I Did could do. Did you laugh about it, Josh? It's Beavis or, and Butthead. It's like, I, hey, Butthead. I would laugh about it. I wouldn't participate in it, and I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, but is it? your laughter actually giving it, acquiescing to it? And therefore giving it, uh, you know, justification? Let's be clear. Let's be clear. This go ahead, is go slippery ahead slope go ahead, here. Go ahead and run the VRN. The views presented in this program are All right. meant to express. <laughs> Let's be clear about this. <laughs> God. You are listening to the video. God has a sense of humor. And God made the first penis joke when he pulled out the <laughs> penis on a man. All I'm right. Here we go. He, here we he go. He formed that piece of clay. Okay, and he said, you know what? This isn't finished. And then he reached down and he grabbed it, he pulled it out, and he was like, whoop. And then he probably started Joe, laughing. And that's why Joe it is. cover your ears. <laughs> and that's why it is that every culture across space and time has thought that penises are funny. Because God must All have right. thought penises were funny. I'm just saying. Here. We've derailed a little bit. So back to Here the we question. Go. Here we go. I think you've, you went off on a little bit of a tangent, but you were talking about pirating meaning archiving right so i so i wasn't was I, what recourse do future generations and for the presented <clears throat> isn't representative of what actually happened and i wasn't i wasn't to be clear i wasn't advocating pirating i was answering a question as to what future generations will probably do which is that they will archive right mm -hmm. they'll take the version of it download it keep it safe upload it to the internet archive like archive archive.org right uh the internet archive and, you know, and that's where you'll have your versions because people will feel unsafe about, um, you know, the things that they hold sacred. And why shouldn't they feel unsafe about it? What do you yeah, have? agreed. Yeah. You know, Change is inevitable. And as we see society begin to, uh, to, gain, uh, to gain momentum down this slippery slope that we're on, as we head towards, you know, the advent of the Lord coming, uh, you know, we're going to see uh, more and more of this stuff taking place. Where things are revised? Yes. I mean, this is it. We're, we're now we're now starting down a slippery slope of the of society de, uh, denigrating as we come closer and closer to the Lord's uh, return. You just gave John another word to Google. <clears throat> Denigrate. Look it up. Um, <clears throat> I do think that, again, I, I want to be clear. I think that this has been happening forever. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that there's a difference between making versions of something and revising something or right. sort of getting rid of the original version, trying to make it look like that didn't exist. Uh, I I think that we are closer and closer to a um, 
Oh, what is it? It's not 1984, is it? No. That's not what I'm thinking of. But... Are you talking about the Orwellian uh, book? The Orwellian book? What, who, what is it? Not 1984. Ray Bradbury? Ray Bradbury. Uh, fire... Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, yeah. 51. Fahrenheit 451. Oh, right, 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 right. So I, I do think that we're that it could lean more towards Fahrenheit 451 where literally the people believe that firemen are those who start fires rather than put them out. Mm -hmm. And they believe that the content of the books is, uh, is a certain way. And this sort of thing could lead to people being unsure enough about content that they're just looking for the strongest voice to tell them what that content actually had in it because they have no access to the original content. Interesting. Um, I don't, well, you know, and it's, that's how people are with, with Disney, right? Mm. What do these fairy tales say? Oh, that's not what the fairy tales say. I saw this in this movie, you know? So I do think that there is a responsibility to protect, um, and to collect. That's not me advocating piracy for the record. Uh, but I do think that that, that that will increase because of this sort of thing. Well, I, w I would take it one step further and say that part of the responsibility we have as, as consumers uh, in order to be able to have an intelligent discussion when it comes up is that um, you, need to more than, you need to do more than just archive that original content. You need to actually watch it and then see what revision has take place, taken place and be able to differentiate between the two. That's a good point. Uh, immediately, you have seen YouTubers who've gone and they, and this is like a common thing that YouTubers will do, is they'll go and they'll show the differences between that. Mm. Um, and you, that's, I mean, that's how I, because I don't, honestly, I was joking about the whole, I was like, what, six when, when uh when splash came out it wasn't it wasn't a prepubescent thing for me um uh it wasn't an awakening of any sorts yeah. so uh but i did when i was researching this article i did see a youtuber who had posted you know the difference between the two and in that vein there is it, the responsibility to to that might be more important in terms of the archiving uh, it, it almost falls into a form of journalism, right? Yeah, exposing what was true versus what is presented. Right. Not, not, and that's, that's not, that's separate of, you know, uh, uh, an opinion on it. It's just objective. Here's what it was. Here's what you're seeing now, like purely on an objective basis, not with any sort of, you know, bent other than just saying, hey, this is what it was, you know, this is what the history was of this thing or this movie or this book, and this is what it said or this is what it showed. But Yeah, so hopefully there there will also be, just like there will probably be a rise in piracy because of things like this. I guarantee you, I haven't researched it, but I guarantee you right now there is a Daryl Hannah's butt version of this yeah. that's downloadable, well, people, you know, on people some torrent somewhere. They, people seek what they can't have, right? That's right. the nature of man. Right. I'll, I'll, I guarantee you there's a Daryl Hannah's butt version. Oh, on you some, took it away? Some, I want it now more than ever. Right. On some torrent somewhere that you can you can download. But, um, gosh, what was I going to say? Uh, Don't touch the wet paint. But be, I really want to touch it. <laughs> but, you know, people should be guardians they should guard that sort of thing. Um, I want to play something for you guys, though. Yeah. 
I wonder what Daryl Hannah thinks. That's a great question. It's like, can that, we get her on here? Anybody have her official Twitter Twitter like, account? She probably was. You know, she's an older woman now, right? She's probably in her fifties, I would think, or maybe even older. But, no, older than that, she yeah. was old. Oh yeah, much older. It's like, what does she think? Like, man, that was that was my beautiful butt back then. What have you done to it? Well, she is actually. My hair was never that long. That was a disturbing sound, Josh. It's 6 a.m. Oh, That's time. right. Hope you like your present. Oh, we lost Pastor Martin. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. Lisa, it's your birthday. God bless you this day. You gave me the gift of a little sister, and I'm proud of you today. There you go. Uh, let's get Pastor Monty back. I don't. It keeps anytime I do anything, which is really strange because it, it it's not normally a thing. But uh, okay, you know, what'd you think of that? So that was the Michael Jackson Simpsons episode. Yeah, he's now he's calling me. Bear with us, guys. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting, and I think you're right. I think we have a responsibility to know. And, you know, be able to tell the story of how it was, even if, you know, even if, you know, we don't agree with it then versus now, like, you know, but we're back. All right. So Josh just shared with us the, the Simpsons, uh, Michael Jackson, Lisa, it's your birthday video. I actually don't think if I recall, the legend is that it's him doing the speaking, uh, but not him doing the singing. And that it's uh, that it was um, like a stand-in for his voice because he couldn't get um, the rights from his record label, like hmm. to to make something for them. But he loved The Simpsons so much that I don't. Anyway, so yeah. Anyways, well, any other thoughts on this topic? Remember when I said we were going to go for thirty minutes? <laughs> Well, my only other thought is is that as a believer, we need to we need to be careful that we understand it. That uh, right now we're discussing the academic aspects of of the control that is uh, the what is at our control and what is not in regard to media. But of course, the other issue is that you know, as a believer, are those even uh, programs that I care about and should be involving myself with? And I, I, I try to stay well. I have a basic policy where there are certain movies I don't watch just because uh, they're sensual or, or they don't, uh, you know, they don't fit in with uh, what I would want to consume. Uh, and uh, you know, I we never wa- I never watch Splash because it's a chick flick and I don't do chick flicks. I was gonna say I saw Splash that, when I was a kid. So I know that you watched yeah. it. No, I didn't watch it. No, with me, you didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, All right. conversation All right. for another time. What were you about to say? Oh, Oliver uh, wants to know why we're talking about penises. <laughs> that would be my son. Uh, because God made Dad, a penis, and we, nothing's off limits. Yeah, so. nothing's off limits. Penises are Just bad. as a believer, you, my only bad. thought is, as a believer, you need to be careful about what you consume. 
Yeah. What I'd really like to see. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I got a thought process here. I, I need to follow. What I'd really. <laughs> Another point in the show where it's going to be said. What I'd I'd really like to see is an edit of a movie where they show a guy's junk. You know, like, I don't know. There's there's several Bruce Willis films where that happens, for instance. But instead, they digitally edit it so it's it's just smoothed over like a a Ken doll. Fleshy void. Yeah, like a Ken doll. And future that generations sounds... are going to be like, wait, what? That sounds really disturbing. <laughs> this I'm movie sorry. star doesn't have what I have? Am I okay? <laughs> All right. Well, that's because they won't have those things later because they'll get rid of genitals in the future through gene splicing. See you next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note, I'm going to wrap it. So thanks for the... the... Can, can, <laughs> Josh, uh, from, from a... <laughs> For just from a spiritual standpoint, can I? Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Uh, from a from a spiritual standpoint, our responsibility as Christians is to being is to fiercely guard what the truth is, mm-hmm. and I think that this plays into this. Uh, certainly, from a standpoint of Scripture, there's been a revisionist. Um, there's been a revisionist push through uh, what we call pseudopigrapha. Uh, like people like writing stories under the same names um, through liter like literally people altering the text. Um, and there's even, and to, to the point where people like don't even trust the narrative of scripture throughout history. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there is a, there is a um, analogous sort of situation yeah. that we find ourselves in. And even with things that are, you know, mundane or don't insignificant, like right. a butt being shown. Like. Right. So like what it comes down to, I think it, uh, uh, a good example of that would be the egalitarian versions of the Bible that like get rid of the he and she mm-hmm. um, within the Bible or that get rid of the he reference in regard to God, for instance. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a good example. Uh, so as Christians, we should definitely be mindful of that and we should go toward what the truth is of the original text and that requires us to study it you know and i think that there is a translation here when we're looking at everything where we shouldn't just consume mindlessly Mm -hmm. that our minds should be on even with things like entertainment because if something so small as daryl hannah's butt uh can become (laughs) wow can become a doorway to something much larger (laughs) (laughs) We need to get off air. Like textual, ourselves in trouble. With like, this like bad textual criticism. I think I, I really mean this seriously, guys. I, I apologize, but I think that it's our responsibility. I think we can avoid gross errors like that by always paying attention to the truth of things. Okay, Josh woke up with the hee-hees and the ha-has. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you to those that tuned in. <laughs> Thanks for those that contributed. And thank you to those people that, uh, you know, will will hear this in the future. And like Josh said, on a serious note, just be mindful and be on guard of what's true, even in, you know, seemingly insignificant things because of what it represents in terms of what our culture and society is um, moving toward and willing to do. So with that said, we'll see you guys next time. And yeah, we're out. Definitely play that disclaimer.
The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lay Fire Bible Fellowship. You 